Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we talk about the NFL in its entirety. Obviously, we are talking the review episode today, so we are into week four. Can't believe we're into week four already. Awesome. Well, I mean, into week four. It's done. Week four is done. We're just yes. talking about it now. Finito. I am, of course, your host, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me, as always, is is my partner in crime. It's Smith himself. Okay, no Smith, no Smith. Okay, but in the corner, we've got that man, Scruffy. No Scruffy either. Okay, cool. Uh, it's a good job I got the cavalry in. Uh, now, my guest today, you know him, you love him. Uh, I talk to him on a regular, regular basis of unpacked fame. Go on, buddy. Who are you? Fanners, and I'm back again on the Brickgrave Blitz. As um, am I emergency backup? No, we'll go with cavalry. I really like that title of cavalry. Actually, uh, mate, honestly, yeah, yeah. I've got this image of you in like shining armor, atop a steed, like with a lance in one hand, a shield in the other, like rippling abs underneath metal armor. Like I'm, um, <sighs> like this is this is my image of you right now. That is not what I'm wearing, but okay, we'll go with it. It's fine. <laughs> In the creepiest way possible. Hey, what are you, what are you wearing? wearing? I'm gone with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks basketball vest. Oh, bottoms. As I there just we go. Work. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is it so? It was straight off with the work clothes, straight on with the comfort clothes. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm I was going to get a shower, and then you were like, "Can you help me out with this?" And so I <laughs> yeah. postponed the shower and just gone straight on the blitz. I um I love it I love it um yeah so we got no Smith no Scruffy um we have had them for the preview episode which uh we haven't recorded yet but they are going to be on well definitely Smith will be on Scruffy might be on uh, we'll see how it goes but yeah I uh I I really badly screwed up uh should have booked somebody to kind of help me host this week uh so yeah i apologize to smith who is still gonna edit this podcast so smith if you're listening <laughs> love you buddy <laughs> um that's it that's it so yes um obviously follow the podcast the brick cave blitz on twitter and instagram and obviously you should follow unpacked gb on twitter um, I don't think they have an Instagram, but no, we you, tried that. No, we, uh, you tried it. Was, yeah, that was my responsibility. So obviously it failed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. absolutely. Like it's it's like the Patreon content is my responsibility, and I'm currently failing at that. So <laughs> <laughs> don't, have, um, don't have time in my life in Murph just the tech, but you can find us yeah. like you said on Twitter and on all good podcast sites and some bad ones as well yeah he said it he said it so i did that <laughs> um so let's kick off talking about week yeah. four so we're going to start with the prediction games um that me and smith have predicted so the first prediction game we are talking about is the chiefs at buccaneers the chiefs won this 41 to 31 um w- what happened here like the I feel like the Buccaneers have been that kind of mediocre team. Like they've won games but they haven't won convincingly. This was like their biggest point score of the of the season and they lost to the Chiefs. Like was it just the Chiefs were too dominant or was there still some faltering in the Buccaneers? Um Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Um let's start with the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs were brilliant. 
Yeah. Um, I thought that was the the best showing of Patrick Mahomes, certainly this season, but probably um, for some time. Um, yeah. yeah. Was, the touchdown pass to Edward Solaire was, was amazing. Um, and he just looked like back to the old Patrick. Yeah. Um, so great. The Chiefs pull up 41 points and, and they would have beat anybody in the league for me in that game. However, yeah. um, that wasn't the Tampa that we played the week beforehand. Nice. Um, the defense was soft. Um, they hadn't conceded 41 points in the three previous games combined. And suddenly they've let the Chiefs absolutely steamroller them. Um, Top Bowles looked thoroughly unimpressed at the end with how his defense has showed up and looked. And I thought... Um, on defense, they were really, really poor, and that's their strength. That's what that team's all about, and they just did not show up. On offense, they look good. Um, and then Mike Evans back, and obviously he got, I think he got two touchdowns, didn't he? Um, and yeah, they look good on offense, but they're they're a defense first team. They're they're a defensive football team, and the defense let them down. So yeah. I don't know how much we take from either team. Um, I think the bu- the Bucks can be a damn sight better than they looked in that game. Um, and they will they will not play that badly again on defense. Right. And the right. Chiefs, I thought they were brilliant on offense. And whether they can maintain that level or not, I don't know. So, yeah, I just, I just think maybe one to move on from quite quickly for both teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the Buccaneers rush game. Because I'm looking at the stats and it was non-existent. Um, Rashad White had three carries for six yards and one touchdown. And he was their leading rusher. Like, Leonard Fournette. Now, Leonard Fournette is not, like, he's no young buck by any, I didn't mean that one, um, young buck by any kind of stretch of the imagination. But he had three carries for minus three yards. Like, what what went wrong there? Was that an O-line deficiency, do you think? Or was that literally just they didn't try it enough? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Maybe it's that. And, and like I said, it's so easy when you go down early to abandon the run. And the, the, the Bucks found themselves a touchdown down inside, what was it, 11 seconds or something because they yeah. missed the kickoff. Um, I guess when you go down and, and, and you've got to suddenly start chasing the game and you've got a guy with seven rings at a quarterback, you just sort, sort of put the ball in his hands. And the more that the game got away from him and the more success as well that they had looking to Evans, I think the more they decided we're going to chuck it tonight. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great show. And Leonard Fournette is much, much better running back than that. We've seen what yeah. he can do to people, and obviously, it's a bit early in the season for Leonard. He normally shows up a bit later on, but um, yeah, it, uh, they, I think they are. Their passing options are better than their running options, but yeah, just a just a strange night for the Bucks, both sides of the ball. And I wouldn't like to to look too much into it and say that they're suddenly a bad team or anything like that. I just think yeah. bad night at the office. Yeah, all right. I don't know who they play next. You, you'd be able to tell me that because you're doing the predictions episode. But um, whoever they are, better watch out because I think it'll be a different Bucks coming back. Yeah, so the Bucks have got the Falcons next. Um, yeah, which I think might be a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, the Falcons haven't been with it all season, to my like opinion. I think they had a, a good week this week, but it was uh, a rarity more than anything. But yeah, I agree they, with you. yeah, I'm with you. They, they 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 are putting points on the board, but against not great opposition in there. Um, the other end, they look very very soft. I think it's a get right game for the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
Fantastic. I don't think there's anything more to talk about there. So Only Brady. Um, I think something's not right in the Brady camp. And obviously, it's, it's not for us to make those speculations. Everybody's got Facebook and everybody can read yeah. what apparently is going yeah. on. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't going to talk about that because, I mean, there's a whole level to that that somehow now includes Antonio Brown. Um and I say I just don't. I say personal life is personal life. I mean, yeah, it, it's I, I, you know, I've, I've, we've the only time we really speculate on personal life stuff is when it's actually criminal, um, and it will genuinely affect whether they can play or not. If if they're just doing like you know, going through relationship trouble or something like that, it's not something I want to speculate on. I, I, I do hope- want to talk a little bit about Antonio Brown at some point um because i think that whole video that came out of him flashing people in the pool like what is wrong with antonio brown has he just gone off the rails again because i mean this isn't this isn't a small controversy but it kind of just is like is included in the narrative of antonio brown oh i think i think if you know if it was I wouldn't like to pick any any other one else in the league, but if you say, you know, who, who's the 18th best team in the league and who's their best wide receiver, and we take that guy and say yeah. that guy suddenly got his cock out in a swimming pool, I think suddenly it's a major story. But because oh, okay. it's Antonio Brown, it's almost yeah. like, oh, well, it's Antonio Brown, isn't it? It's no big deal. That's yeah, what he does. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah absolutely. I just, I just can't... For me... I think I got into this game maybe maybe a little earlier than you. But there was a point where Antonio Brown was the best receiver in the league, and it wasn't close. Um, and I think oh no, I remember that when you know him at the uh, him at the Steelers, Steelers was just yeah. phenomenal. At his best now, if he was still playing now, he'd still be in that top ten. Mm. Um, I, I just it's just such a mess. Um, and I, I really only hope that Antonio finds the help he needs. And just to, on to Brady, I wasn't really going to bring up the story. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not really Tom Brady's biggest fan, but. No, he's decided to go on with his career. He's got seven rings, and if he's going to end it, I'd like to see him end it properly. You yeah, know, if that's yeah. a Super Bowl or a championship or whatever, fine. But at the moment, we're getting a whimper of Brady, and it's not Brady. Um, and I'd like yeah. to see a, re- a real Brady come back. So, yeah, hopefully. The thing is, as I say, I think we've talked about it. I think he should have stayed retired. I think he retired still playing at the top of his game. He can't. If he retires this season, everybody's going to talk about how his last season was the biggest flop and biggest mistake of his career. If he comes back for another season, has he got enough surrounding him to come back and and you know make a genuine go of it, or yeah. or is this is has he fully peaked? And the thing is, if he retires this season now, it suddenly yeah. becomes because of the narrative that's going on. Um, yes. It's almost a little lose lose for Brady now, so I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Like you said, it's not a story I want to get too no, drawn into. No, it's just, I'd like yeah. to see a better Brady this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, cool. fantastic. Let's move on to our second prediction game, which on. was the Patriots at the Packers. Now, this is something I. Uh, now we talked about this on on Unpacked, and I said this is going to be an absolute dominant performance. Um, by the Packers, I said that you know this was going to be a thirty-two to ten game. I said, you know, you said about the running game for the the Patriots. I said the running game ain't there; they've just not got a premier back. Um, you said, you know, the Belichick will scheme up a defense. I said, I think Matt Lafleur can beat it. 
And the scoreline talks for itself. So the Patriots 24, the Packers 27, winning it in overtime. What went wrong here? Was it exactly how you said it? Was it the running game for the Patriots and and that defense? Or It's hard because um, I think Patriots are not a great team right now. No. Um, but from the... I did it from the betting point of view, and the line was too much. Anything that high is too much in the NFL. And you take a, yep. a, a Belichick, he knew exactly what he did. What he did was he took away all the short passes in the screens. Um, yeah. There was a lot of heavy pressure up front. Every time Aaron tried to sling the ball out to, to Jones or Dylan in the flat and set up a bubble or whatever, he could not get it moving. Yeah. Um so that forces Aaron to go to the receivers, and obviously that is not quite where it needs to be. Um, yeah, it, the the game went how I thought it would go in terms of the fact that I thought it would be tight, but with mm-hmm. way more points than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. On the other hand, like there's no real accounting for a pick six. That's the second no. pick six at Lambeau Field of Aaron Rodgers' 18-year career, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so there's no accounting for a pick six, and um, the Patriots, their other touchdown should have been chalked off anyway because of the the clock play. So if those two mm-hmm. things happen, the game goes exactly how you called it, and we run away yeah. and win quite comfortably. Um, but they kept it tight. The Patriots did what I thought they were going to do, and they ran the ball hard, and they got physical, and they they took away all the short passes. And Belichick, the one, my one concern would be that he sort of laid out a blueprint there of how to beat the Packers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, other teams with defensive pieces, can they look at that and go, we can do that? Um, and it'd be interesting to see how um, we avoid that game plan coming again. I, I, it was a bad night in the office for the Packers for me. Um, nothing got going and we had to just stay in the game. And then, yeah, it was up to Mason to win it at the end. I thought the defence did really well in, in overtime as well, because obviously we, we went first, had to punt. The Patriots started on the halfway line and they could have easily talked wandered down the end and Nick Folk anywhere in 50 yards, the field goals are automatic for him and the defence shut them out and forced them to punt, move up the other end, Mason kicks it and we win it. We, we got away with one, um, but teams I'm on the mark of a championship side is winning when you don't play well and hopefully um, we're getting those out of the way now. I thought we were ugly winning against the Bears. It was an ugly win yeah. against Tampa. It was an ugly win against the Patriots. I don't think we've played well this season at all yet, and somehow we're three and one. So, absolutely. And as I say, going forward, I think anybody else would say we had an easy run, but this year has been so difficult. The New York teams have been problematic this year, to say the least. And we've come in to London, then we're flying back and facing the Jets. I mean, yeah. how do you see that going for us? The London game or the Jets game? Both, I guess. Um, I, I think we looked at this start of the season, London game, week five, New York Giants, and thought, you know, 90 times out of 100, we're going to win this game because we're a much better yeah. football team. And the Giants have started, like, in real, real good form, and they're on the yeah. Brian Dable, what wave and stuff. Um not my job to predict that game. You're going to predict it later, but I predict a tough matchup. Um, yeah. And we're facing a Saquon Barkley like we haven't seen since he came out of college. And then, like you say, suddenly then we've got to go back halfway across the world, six time zones, face the New York Jets, who 
it's a similar story. They've somehow they're two and two, and they've not played well. And they rode their luck against the Browns and got a win. Um, they rode their luck against the Steelers and got a win. And I would say neither of those teams are great, and the Jets aren't great. But uh, who's the bad teams in the NFL this year? I really don't know. Before the year started, I would have said the Jags are awful. We said they were improving, but not still not a great team. Yeah. So they look really yeah. good. I'd have said the Giants were awful. They're three and one. I'd have said the Bears were awful. Somehow they're two and two. The Texans, um, they've they've got a draw on the board, so they're not totally at zero either. Um, yeah. It's just so open this year. It's really hard to account for. Agreed. Agreed. And I say it's it's, it's I mean, the the teams that I thought would be doing well seem to be slumping a bit more as well and you know it's not just the bad teams coming up but yeah i don't know it's it's those kind of games i say you're completely right you know new york in week five we would have said we were going to smash them any day of the week but they've started off strong the jets you know i was confident the jets game you know after that london thing was going to be like a little bit of a, a a wrench in the works but it's the Jets, you know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, there's a reason they got, you know, what, the third or fourth pick in the draft in 2022. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're improved, but... They've definitely improved. We would yeah. still think that this, this would be a dub. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know so, why the easy dubs are coming this year. No, no, no. Washington I, I, after that is the same story. Like, Washington exactly. at the bottom of their division, but they're looking awkward and they're looking tough to beat and they need grinding down. And, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know at the moment. I don't know where any team is at. No, no, Somebody absolutely. said to me, sorry about him. Somebody said to me no. the other day, are the Bills still the team to beat in the NFL? And I said, I really don't know who the teams to beat are because it's so open. Why is football yeah. team? There we go. I need to stay in. <laughs> Oh, that's love right there. <laughs> but yeah, I so mean, yeah. you're definitely right. If Tua hadn't have gone down, I'd have said the Dolphins were the team to beat, um, just because of how well they started. But then again, you got to look at strength of schedule. Did they have an easy start to it? I don't actually think so. Um, but I, I say, I just this this whole season has thrown. A few wrenches in the works, but yeah, I um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it because it's given us a lot of talking points. Given us a lot of talking points. I'm enjoying it because the bookies don't know if they're coming or going. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then moving on to our last talking point of the predictions, we have got. The Texans, sorry, the Chargers at the Texans. Uh, the Texans scored 24. The Chargers won with 34. Um, Chargers have been one of those teams where I don't know whether they're, again, don't know whether they're a good team this year or not. Exactly. I like them. Justin Herbert, obviously, yes. with his killer arm, didn't look too great, um, struggling with his broken ribs still. Um, but still threw for a monster amount of yardage, 340 yards um, and two touchdowns. Austin Eckler, who I said since <clears throat> week one, is not a running back right now. He's starting to prove me wrong. Starting to prove me wrong. I mean, 13 carries for 60 yards is still not what I would expect from a premier running game. But two touchdowns, prove it, you know, proving that it, he can still get it done. Um Texans, I mean, you said it, they're still not without a win because they still got that draw uh, against Indianapolis. But 
they haven't won one a game. They're 0-3-1. No. Are they the only bad team in the NFL right now? And I don't even think they're bad, but the answer to the question might be yes. Yeah, um, I think they've got the worst roster in the NFL. Um, mm. Lovey Smith is man; he's milking it for everything he can get, and they've pushed. They, I know the Bears aren't great, but they they should have got a result against the Bears. They, they yeah. just Mills gave the ball up and turned it over, and the Bears kicked the field goal. Um, they held a very very good Broncos team to one score. Um, obviously, they got. Essentially, they got battered by the Chargers, and it was a lot closer than it should have been. I can't remember the other team they played were. Um, but yes, they probably are the worst team in the NFL right now, but I think they're doing very, very well with what they've got. This is a Texans team that sold their house a few years ago and let yeah. DeAndre Hopkins go for a few bags of chips um, and JJ Watt leave as well, and that's the heartbeat of the franchise, and they're still trying to figure out what becomes of them after that. Um, the Chargers, like you said, I really like the Chargers and I called them for a deep playoff run and maybe even go to the big game at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure they're there yet. And like you, I, I like Justin Herbert. I think he's so entertaining. Um, yeah. Austin yeah. Eckler, I'm, I'm right there with you. Austin Eckler is a good running back when the game's already over um, and he can just stream away from people. He's not a running back that's going to plow over a team that's banging the game. I totally get no. where you're coming from. Um, yeah, hard, hard to read. Uh, I, I don't know where either of those teams are, are at right now. I think the Texans look better than their record suggests, and the Chargers should be better than their record suggests, and somehow they're not quite there. It's it's so yeah. difficult, so difficult. But the right team won that game on the weekend, for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I say, like, just... just... I mean, yeah, it, we, we've we've spoken about Herbert. I mean, I spoke about him so much last year. Uh, I'm in love with the guy. He's yeah. such a, like, he's, he's entertaining. That's all you can say about him. Like, he's not afraid to go for the deep ball. He's not afraid to sling it down and see what happens. And I suppose this year, he's kind of got more of that defense that he can rely on. I mean, especially with the likes of Khalil Mack coming in, like that was a great asset for for this Chargers team coming in. Um, and one of those guys where you know we've got the story from Brett Favre, it's like from uh, I believe it was Leroy Butler. Um, you know, if you keep slinging it, even if you give it away, we'll go. It's our job to go and get it back. You know that he's got that kind of defense now. I think. Yeah, and and Herbert needs that. He is. A, yeah. I, we, we, I've compared him to Favre before, probably on Unpacked and maybe even to you. I, yeah. I see so much of that Favre build. He's more accurate than Favre, for sure. Yeah. Um, Favre literally would just chuck it in out for the best sometimes. Um, <laughs> Herbert is, is better than that, but he is going to turn the ball over, that's no doubt. He is going to go yeah. deep a lot. Um, and yeah, he needed that. The Chargers defense for a few years had been a joke. Um, yeah. And he needed Khalil Mack and they brought JC Jackson in as well. And if Mack and Bosa can find equal amounts of pressure off of each edge, mm. then the Chargers really could become that force, especially as in the NFC West, AFC yeah. West. Um, I'm not quite sure who the best of those teams is right now because we've talked about the Chiefs and the Broncos are yet to find out anything about themselves. And. Raiders, they've got a win now under their belt as well. So, yeah, interesting, interesting for for the Chargers, and I think they really need to push on now, while the Broncos are still trying to get their stuff together. The Chiefs are going to make yeah. the playoffs. Um, 
know that one way or another the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. If the Chargers want to go instead of or as well as the Broncos, take advantage now while the Broncos are figuring themselves out because sooner yeah. or later Nate Hackett and Russell Wilson are going to get this thing sorted. Um, you don't want Agreed. to be chasing them down at that point. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I say we don't want to get to that point where, you know, last year we had three teams from the AFC West that could have got through and you don't want that that Chargers luck that happened against that Raiders team. The Raiders no. won that game and kicked the Chargers out. You don't want that to, to happen again because then you start to doubt that team. They've got all the weapons in the world, but they just can't do what they need to. So. Yeah, and the Dolphins are an example of that. The Dolphins made the playoffs two years ago and then didn't get there. And then suddenly yeah. the head coach is gone. Obviously, it's working out quite well for them this season, but that won't happen to yeah. every franchise. And suddenly, no. like you say, NFL is a business. And, and if things aren't going right, very quickly, owners will start pulling the wheels off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's one team that I want to kind of pick up with you later about that whole thing. Things aren't going well what do we need to change but i'll pick up that that's a little bit of a tease for later those are the predictions um (laughs) if you've recently listened to last week's episode you'll know that history on unpacked is being uh, not unpacked on uh brick cave blitz is being made um so week one smith had a perfect week week two smith had a perfect week week three i had a perfect week week four both myself and Smith Whoa. had a perfect week of predictions. It was an easier week, um, okay. to be honest with you. Chiefs, Packers, Chargers. Yeah, both Bucks, went Chiefs. So I went Bucks, so... Yeah, yeah. Right. See, I think we both had that doubt of whether the, the Bucks had the potential to put points on the board because we know the Chiefs can. We know the Chiefs can put points on the board. So, yeah. Top work, boys. There we go, right, there boys. we go. It's fantastic. I love having an applause. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the rest of the week. So we're going to start with the Thursday night game. So we've got the Bengals at the Dolphins. Now, this was a painful watch, uh, not just for the Dolphins losing. They lost 15 to 27, but also that two a second injury ah. in two weeks. I mean... <sighs> Let, let, let's figure this out. Like, so Tua goes out with a concussion, but apparently clears protocol enough to come back for this game. But he didn't look great. And then obviously that defense is on a short week from that mega run they had last, you know, in week at the end of week three. Um, I think it was 90 plays consecutively against the Bills. Um, and then... They go into this game. Now, the Bengals are a good team. They've not had that explosive start that they needed to, and that O-line for the Bengals is a problem. But if you've got a tired defense, you can't exploit that O-line problem. Um, (laughs) My question to you is, how did did Tua get to the position he's in? Where do you think the fail-ins are? And oh, man. was there any way that the Dolphins could have won this game, given that, you know, injured to a tired defense short week? No, I'll start with dessert first. No, right. I had the Bengals to win this game quite comfortably, and they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Dolphins are... Have you got any Dolphins fans who listen to this show regularly? Because if you're a Dolphins fan, turn off now. I think the Dolphins fans, <laughs> I think the Dolphins are a bit of a fraud. Um, okay. They've got what they had one good performance in the second half against Baltimore where they turned the game around. Um, mm-hmm. 
let's not forget they got them in themselves in that position anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Against the Patriots, they looked poor. First half against Baltimore, they looked poor. They were really poor against the Bengals, and I forget who the other team they played were. The um, Bills. The Bills. Um, they were leggy. Um, I think, think they're a little bit of a fraud. The situation, uh, obviously, somebody's now been sacked over their, the NFL's investigation yeah. of what went on. Um, I suspect maybe foul play, and I suspect perhaps that the Dolphins wanted Tua to play and wanted him yeah. to be available, and that was acted upon in a way that should not have been. Um, and we've seen dangers of... Um, Head injuries and concussions. Like we've all seen concussion, and we all know what CTE is now. It's it's not going away. Um, and if there was fair play and, and Tua was not looked after responsibly, um, some people need to be fired for that, and some people also need yeah. to have a long hard look at themselves for that. He's he's yes, he's an athlete, and yes, he's a quarterback. Um, but he's a person with a family, and yeah. um, to see him. I almost bought it when he went off the field against the Bills. I almost thought, okay, maybe it was his back because he did go down and he got himself straight back up again. And I could see that maybe that was a muscle in his back and it went wrong. And I I gave the story the benefit of the doubt. When he went down against the Bills, sorry, against the Bengals, um, the way he curled his fingers back and stuff, that was a sign of a real trauma. And it was a real like heart-stopping moment for it. I didn't watch it live, but I saw it back afterwards and I was like, wow, that's really, really raw and something is not right here. Um, I think they wanted to win the football match and they hoped for the best and and thought maybe it wouldn't flare itself up again. Um, And that's wrong. And hopefully it's not that and I'm wrong, but um, it it really looked bad for him. I I would very, very, very much doubt if he plays in the next game. Who's the next game against? Have you got it handy? Uh, I can do. Let's have a quick gander. Tua, Tua is the key to that team. Um, it's against the Jets. It's the Jets, yeah. And who's the backup? Uh, it's Teddy Bridgewater. That's right, Teddy. See, Teddy's competent, competent quarterback. Yeah. He's been a starter around this league for a long, long time. Yeah, and absolutely. They've brought him in because he's obviously better than Jacoby Brissett and stuff, and he gives a nice option. Um, let Tua sit and play and play and play Teddy. Um, yeah, the Dolphins are a better team than the Jets, with or without Tua, and they should still be able to get the win. But it was yeah. a hard, hard moment to watch. It really, really wasn't nice. Yeah. So um, I'm reading a story about it. Um, that this is going to be really difficult to see to kind of talk about, but it is something that needs to be addressed. Obviously, given what's happened, um, quite a few neuroscientists have actually said that Tua needs to retire with immediate effect. Um, they're wow. saying two concussions in the space of a week is not only career-ending, but it could be life-ending. Um, so, you know, they're saying he should, whether he chooses to make that decision. I mean, if he does choose to make that, to make that decision, fair play to him. Um, and if he does, he should sue not only the NFL, he should sue the Dolphins, he should sue as many people as he can, because he's now lost, if he does do that, he's lost his, his, his oh, job. Yeah. Is is thrown, you know, he's had his career thrown away. Obviously, we've talked about the doctor that cleared him has been fired. Um, for hostility but... in the investigation, I read as the yeah. reason. Oh, um, really? Yeah, which is an interesting uh reason to go for, um, yeah, because that says yeah. a lot about probably what went on before yeah. if I put two and two together. 
if you put two and two together. If I put two and two together, I, I get. I, yeah. could, I could be getting four and I could be getting 86, but I <laughs> yeah, suspect yeah. I'm getting four here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is this say it's a heartbreaking Hard story to go. At the end of the day, you have to feel for him. Um, you have to kind of just hope that. I mean, I say I want to see him back. I want to see him back um, because I think he is a fantastic quarterback, and I think you give him the weapons that he has, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Whilst you you've said you think the Dolphins are a fraud team, I disagree with you purely because that offense can take apart any team. The defense can play when called upon but i think that offense can take apart any team um but yeah they're a playoff team with with everybody in, the, in their in their thing yeah. I, I think you know, like you said it's defensively i don't think they're quite there and i think um yeah like with with two it's a different animal i like teddy but long term they're, yeah. they're not going to get there but like you said no. um no to uh if he plays another game this season, especially if it's against the Jets, and he goes down again, yeah. uh, I, I can't, I can't imagine what that no. would be like. And I think no, the Dolphins no, need to take a moment here and think. Yeah. Um, yes, I know you've got a good team, and I know you're going to make the playoffs and stuff, but that's not what it's about right now. Because no, absolutely. I, absolutely. We, we don't want him to end up. You know. But I mean, we've seen in in, I mean, in my lifetime, I've seen many a pro athlete look like a shadow of themselves um in their later life after boxing american football rugby you know this stuff isn't to be taken lightly um and as i i think yeah it it needs to be as safe as possible and i'll say we've seen the nfl take so many precautions it seems ludicrous that in this day and age something like this can slip through the cracks I agree. If anybody who's listened to this has not seen the Will Smith movie Concussion, um, mm. it's an incredible watch. It's all based on a true story. Um, came about uh, Mike Webster, the old Pittsburgh Steelers center in Wisconsin Badger, um, who suffered with CTE and took his own life because of the effects of that. And that's brought along by persistent head injuries. And obviously the NFL, after much resistance and some some... Uh, less desirable stances from Roger Goodell. Eventually they listened and helmet technology has mm. come a long way and the sport is more safe than it's ever been. But it's only more safe if you follow the advice. So, yeah, yeah. all yeah. on the Dolphins made the right choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's Ooh. move on from that that, yeah, that nice. kind of game. That's a bit heavy. It's a bit heavy. Um, let's move in to the first of the international series. Um, awesome. Obviously, I was at this game. I was there. I was there. Um, sitting next to a dear friend of ours, Mr. Murph. Um, we watched this game. Um, this was technically a Vikings home game, um, but it was the Saints at the Vikings in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, the Saints won, t- uh, sorry, the Saints lost 25 to 28. Really tense game in the end. Really tense game. Um I think the Saints fought the way back into it, but they left themselves too far to go by the end of it. Um, there was a couple of good defensive drives that forced um, the Vikings into a couple of field goals that, you know, she started to think, oh, could they, could they, could they? Um, how did you who see are the, the Saints? Sorry? How did you see the game? Let me let me anchor this section because you were there. Oh. Okay. Okay. I like this. I like this. Um <laughs> 
I think the Vikings started off strong. The Vikings yeah. started off very strong um, and just never seemed to let off enough for anybody to be worried about the outcome. Um, I think if that if that if that game had been three minutes longer, we probably could have seen another comeback from the Saints um, and to take it into overtime. But I think the Saints needed to start off strong, and I think that that the problem is they were banking on it being Winston. Now, obviously, Winston's out injured, and the backup Andy Dalton, who I like Andy Dalton, but he's just not a starter, and this kind of game proved it. Um, you know, if, backup. yeah, He's yeah, backup. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him as a backup for the bears. He done really well as a backup for the Cowboys, um, in that year that Dak Prescott went out, but then he himself got injured again. Uh, and I can't remember where he went after that, but then he's ended up at the saints. Um, so yeah, he's a, he's a great backup, but he's not going to win you games that you Agreed. need to win. Agreed. Um, so I think the saints need to get Jameis back. As soon Kamara. as safe as possible. Yeah. But that team, that's, it's a team that was missing. It's QB1, it's RB1, and Mike yeah. Thomas, it's wide receiver one. And then yeah. somehow, I thought they did really, really well because the Vikings, we've talked about, are a dangerous team this year. Um, I Very thought they did really, really well to push them that far. Um, you know, one, if, if, if Lutz, yeah, and the first kick was insane. I don't know what your view was at the game, but from TV... Oh. He banged, that, nuts, nuts. Oh, he banged that 60 yarder in first, and I was like, Yes, yeah. go on, Will. Um, yeah. And then yeah. the second one, obviously, that double joint was was an insane replay. Yeah. Um, if they yeah. make it and they go to overtime, I reckon they probably go on to win it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, entertaining. It, it wasn't the easiest watch for no. 45 minutes of it, and then suddenly really yeah. picked up at the end. But yeah, good, yeah, good, good watch. Yeah, good watch. absolutely, absolutely. Um, Another honourable mention in this game is Chris Olave, the wide receiver for the Saints. Yeah. I think he's coming on in strides. I think this guy is... I think if, you know, say if Alvin Kamara's career goes the way we all think it's going to go with him ending up in prison because of stuff that's gone on in Las Vegas, yep. um, I think Olave is the perfect guy to build that team around. Um, you know, get him some, some good protection, get him a quarterback, you know... Maybe James Winston if he could stay healthy, but get him a quarterback that can actually get get him get him a run you know a running game that can actually allow Alave to flourish, and we could be looking at um, you know a, a, an absolute Hall of Famer. Um, I, I know it's too early to tell; it's only four four games in, but I think he has become such a such an asset for that Saints team. Agreed, and he was picked. Um, I think he was the fourth receiver off the board after London and Garrett mm-hmm. and Wilson. Um, yep. and he looks the best of the four so far. Um, and it's yep. not even because he's playing an exceptional team. He's not. He's playing in a. I think the Saints are a bottom sixteen team right now. Um, but yeah, yeah I agree. Agreed. I agree with you. He looks really, really good. I traded him away in fantasy, which is, um, you know. Quite, quite frustrating for me. Ooh, yeah, ouch, ouch, me. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's a, he's a, he's a talented boy. Yeah. Um, Lata- yeah. Latavius Murray, who scored the touchdown for the Saints, like their perennial backup running back. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know what your view was. On the TV, he literally hauled over three Vikings defenders with him to give that touchdown. He's moved to Denver yeah. this week. Um, I, I don't know if that means Denver are unhappy with um, Gordon and Javante Williams, but they've brought him 
flat, and hopefully he's going to go on and do something there. I'm so. surprised. I think it's a salary cap thing. I think the Saints have got oh, salary cap issues right. and stuff. And they well, they have a yeah, I mean, they've had a massive salary cap issue since Breeze left. So, yeah, yeah that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, fantastic. There we go. Uh, not fantastic, but yeah. Uh, let's move on to move on. A, a surprisingly good game. A surprisingly good game. Uh, it's the Lions at the Seahawks. The Seahawks won 48 to 45. Um, what, what does this Lions team have to do to get a win? They have scored massive, massive uh, points in every single game, and they're only one and three. Exactly. They need to defend, and I think they are number one ranked offense in the NFL. The Detroit Lions are the number one ranked offense in the NFL, which is mental. Yeah. Um, they're the 32nd ranked defense, and that's why they can't get a win. You can't. What was the final score in that Seahawks game? Sorry, 37 41. No, for, uh, 48 to 45. You can't score 45 points in the NFL. This is not college football. In the NFL, yeah. you cannot score 45 points and lose that game. That is ridiculous. Um, and they need to sort that defense out really quickly. I, yeah. I backed the Seahawks as the underdog and they won just because the yeah. Lions defense is dreadful. It's just dreadful. Mm. On offense, let's get excited. Um, yeah. Defense is awful. It was entertaining. They're, they're entertaining, oh, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, somebody close to both of our hearts, I think, uh, Jamal Williams. I, I, I love him. I think you know he's such an exciting dude, and to do what he done this week was insanity. Yeah, yeah, he's haul, hauling that franchise along. Yeah. without Amon, yeah. Amon Ra, no Amon Ra at the weekend as well, and that's um, it. Still, yeah. put up those big. Yeah, it's really, really good for the Lions. I think the future's bright. And I think offense is easier to sort out than defense, and I think they are going to they are going to get there. Um, but I, yeah. I think they're a few pieces short on the defense, and it might be that yeah. they need to finish with the minus record again this year, and then pick up defensive pieces next year. They've got Aiden Hutchinson build the team from there because that boy is yeah. that Ooh. boy is insane. He's he is insane. scary. He's so good, and I think he yeah. he's another one I'm looking at and thinking we might be seeing him go to Canton in twenty years. Oh, um, he's uh, just honestly, insane. yeah, insane. I don't think yeah. I've seen a because it was Chase Young for a little bit, but then he sort of faded off with the injuries. I haven't seen a defensive mm. player look this dominant coming out of the draft in a long, long time. Um, yeah. Praise for Hutch. There you go. There you go. Um, talking about the opposite number, the Seahawks, uh, they've done a lot of things right. I think the main thing they've done right is is get that running game going. The Seahawks have not had a great running game, but Rashad Penny has been in bursts for me i think he's been great then he's been bad then he's been great and he, he had one of his games that was just great i said to a couple of lads i, I play fantasy football with at the weekend that i reckon rashad penny might now be a top 10 back um the the the, the patchy mm. days of form i think they're sort of going and we're seeing more better yeah. days than him lately than we're seeing bad days um yeah i think the seahawks as well uh, I owe Geno Smith an apology because I was one of those people who wrote him off and he's not wrote me back. Um, he's just out there <laughs> doing his bit. Um, and he's starting to now find Lockett and find Metcalf and suddenly, yeah. lo and behold, things are working for the Seahawks. I still don't think they're a great football team, but they are no, better than I thought. No. So, um, Yeah, Geno, I, I, I said after week one, I said this could be a dangerous side to Geno Smith because he is, what, a seven-year veteran at this point. Oh he's... Some he he looked in that first week like a Russell Wilson, um, and then he had a couple of dips in form, and you know, but this game he looked good. He looked dangerous. 
it's uh, again, it's one of those things where I think if he can, if him and Rashad Penny can sort out their consistency issues, that Seahawks team could actually go far this year. Um, I don't know if I quite go say that they go far, but I think there's a lot of question marks on defense. But I certainly yeah. think I, I could see now more why the Seahawks were happy to trade the farm and let Russ go. Yeah, yeah. Receive the farm and let Russ go, um, because Gino is the same build, um, mm. and he he almost goes with this, whether he's the future quarterback of the Seahawks. I don't know, um, but you take what you've got right now, and he's running with it. He's doing himself no harm. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, that's it. That's it. Let's move on to our next game. We've we are talking about this quite on some time we've still got a few games to get through um we're going to go to the Steelers at the Jets Steelers 20 Jets 24 um something that happened that I said about that I think quite a few people saw coming is Kenny Pickett coming Pickett. to this game and he's now been named the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers um did you see this coming as well, or was this kind yeah, of a bolt from the blue view? I think it was a matter of time. I know we talked on Unpacked about Steelers QB situation, and we all had different views. Um, Mitch Trubisky's yeah. not looked the one like I think we expected. Um, and yeah, how long do you ride for when you've when you've drafted the, the franchise quarterback um, and they've decided yeah. to make the change? Totally get it. Yeah. Um, didn't look great in the first game, but I'm certainly not going to judge him on 25 minutes against the Jets. Um, no, one side no. note is when we asked who the worst team in the NFL is right now, I I, I think it might be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think I think they're really bad. Um, I know JJ's out, sorry TJ's yeah. out, and that does make a real difference. But teams by what they've got, and I think the Steelers are awful. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. I think that might change this year. Oh, big call, cool, big yeah, call. Okay. See, when you were talking about Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa for the Chargers, this is the tandem of TJ Watt and Cam Hayworth, I think it's Yeah, and they have Bud Dupree at one point as yeah. well on the other side from TJ Watt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if TJ Watt comes back, it's Cameron Haywood. Um, if if the, if TJ Watt comes back, that defense gets scary again because at the moment all they've got to do is, uh, you know, isolate Haywood and that's the Pittsburgh rush Great. done. Um Kenny Pickett is first showing yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I say he's he's one of the premier backs. Sorry, not backs. Um, you know, defensive line guys for a reason. Um Kenny Pickett threw for three interceptions but ran in for two touchdowns. Is <laughs> As as far as starts go, it's not the greatest start, but um But who's he throwing to for me? It's Exactly, like, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at Pickens looks nice, um, but yeah. he's still a rookie and he's not he doesn't look like a elite rookie. Um I, I'm looking at um oh Pat Briar move. Briar move I like, um, but he's not a, a, a dominating tight end, he's not a Gronk build. Yeah. No, um, Chase Claypool is not the Chase Claypool from two years ago. I don't know where that nope. Claypool's gone. Maple Tron, nope. what happened to him? And then the, the Steelers QB one, is it um wide receiver one, sorry, I forget the guy's name. It's right on the uh, Deontay Johnson, Johnson. Jalen yeah, Warren. Johnson doesn't look that good either this yeah. year either. No. Just, it's not on picket. Um No, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think I think you obviously got the throw too, and it's not all. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it, I, I've seen a little bit of Pickett in college. I know we want to try and move the pace up a little bit. Um, he's a yeah. talented boy, and if they give 
if they give him an O-line, which they currently don't have, and they go get him mm-hmm. with some receivers, which I don't like what he's got, um, he's got a chance. Um, college means guarantees absolutely nothing in the NFL, but yeah. the boy's yeah. got a chance. He really has. Okay, so last question before we wrap up and move on to the next game. What would you be doing off-season, like not off-season, uh, trade-wise right now? Who would you be trying to get um, if you could for Pittsburgh? Uh, it, uh, I always said that the way I was brought into watching football, I was I learned the game off a friend of mine who was American. He said it's not about the QB or the running back or the receivers. It's about the O line and the D line. Mm-hmm. And the D line yeah. for Pittsburgh, um, obviously they're missing TJ Watt, and any team if they're missing a player that they've invested that much into would would struggle. But their O line is awful, and they've got yeah. they've got for me one of the potentially one of the best running backs in the league, Najee Harris, because he's got both running back weapons. Not only is he quick mm. with nimble feet, but he'll run you over as well. But the O-line is buying him absolutely no time and he can't get going. Yeah. They need to go get an O-line. Um, without the O-line, they can't run the ball and they can't protect Kenny Pickett and it's just a mess. Um, yeah. Teams have good O-lines and Pittsburgh don't have one. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, I, I agreed, agreed. Like pro in that section. Well, you sounded sexy. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next game, we've got the New York Giants at... The Chicago Bears Giants won this game twenty to twelve. Um, what is for winning this game? What is this Giants offense? Is it all Shaquan Barkley? Is it all a rushing game? Because Daniel Jones threw it for thirteen attempts and completed only eight of them for seventy-one yards. To Rod Taylor comes in for a drive, or you know, a little bit. He throws it three times, only completes once. Is this a fault of the receiving core, with you know no big names on there except Kenny Golladay, who is a, abandoned? Yeah, a, abandoned absolutely. Or is this just the offense doesn't know what to do? I can't answer this question. I really don't know the okay. answer. Move on next. No, um, yeah. I think receivers, so Shepard got hurt. Abel's got no interest in Golladay for whatever reason, and I, I get it. I, I, I don't like Golladay. I'm not a fan. Mm. Um, and Kadarius Tony as well is the same thing. It's just not looking at him. Um, don't have a dominant tight end. Um, I'm not Daniel Jones's biggest fan ever, and yet somehow they're no. three and one, and I really don't understand. I don't think no. they're a three and one football team. Um, no, good I've watched features this week that says the Giants are playing Giants football, and I guess they are. They're running it with Saquon. I don't think they're good. I don't know how no. they're three and one. I don't think they're good. That may come back yeah. and bite me um, this weekend, but <laughs> I, I don't know how they're winning football games. They beat the Bears because the Bears are awful. Yeah, um, yeah. They've they've beaten a couple of other teams, and again, I can't pull these two me. Got the results, fair play to them. I don't think they're a good football team. No, absolutely. And I say I think I think the things that, that helped the Giants out this week was that Bears offense. They could only get field goals. Like you know, if you if you're only scoring field goals, then you deserve to lose a football game. If you're going to be a St. Brown as your wide receiver too, then you've got a real problem. He's been better than I thought he was, but Great. I definitely don't think he's he's the guy. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, losing... So this Giants team has lost to the Cowboys. They beat the Panthers, which isn't any feat. No. They did beat the Titans, which is something to, to write home about. Uh, um, but, but maybe not this year. 
No, it's it's a good result beating Tennessee. They are a good football team and they've got a very mm. deliberate, obvious weapon. And New York said, no, not today, Derek. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I give them credit for that. But like you said, after that, they've beaten the Panthers, who are, who are not good. Um, they've yeah. beaten the Bears, yeah. who are not good. And they've lost to Dallas with their QB2. And as good as Cooper Rush has looked, you don't want to go losing to anybody's QB2. So no, uh, a little bit of flattery. And I, I think the Giants will suddenly come crashing down. But Saquon has been... Old Saquon, he can't do it all himself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, moving on to the, you know, well, funny enough, we just talked about the signings. We're moving on to the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. Um, Indianapolis seventeen, Tennessee twenty-four. Um, and I'm thinking I've got these some of these the wrong way round, but yes, I have. I've been saying the at team first. Oopsie. Oh well. Um, the Titans always win in Indianapolis. Always. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't decide the division. They are. It doesn't mean they're a better team. It just means they've got their number there. Just like Jacksonville got Indianapolis's number. Um, the yeah. problem for me with Indianapolis is I, I think they probably are the best roster in the in that division. I know we disagree on Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan has looked like yeah. the ghost of Matt Ryan at the moment. He can't get going. Uh, I'm, no. I think with time he may. Um, but they can't. They've got the same problem as, as Pittsburgh. They can't get Jonathan Taylor involved. Um, after all he did last year and he lit the league up, I think he rushed for 42 yards or something at the weekend. It was it was stupid. Um, they've got an established wide receiver, one in Pittman, who I really, really rate, and he took the reins over from the, the, the last um, wide receiver one. I can't remember his name off the tip of my tongue. I'm no. terrible with names. Uh, but he looks a really good mm-hmm. wide receiver one. They're not finding him. Um, uh, no. just it's, Everything is laboured in Indianapolis at the moment, and they're not using the pieces they've got. They've got such good players. Shaq Leonard's back now on defence, and um, they are a really, really loaded team, and they just look they just look laboured. Um, yeah. They beat the Chiefs, and I thought, okay, let's go. Here we go. The Colts are going to move now. And like I said, I know it's a a difficult divisional game and they always lose in Indianapolis to Tennessee but um, yeah this division is weird yeah. because I think yeah, they're two very evenly matched teams Indianapolis and Tennessee they're both good um, they've both got problems at QB because Tannehill's not great Matt Ryan is not Matt Ryan of old they've both got premier running backs who probably haven't hit their top form yet um, no. they're both probably better on defense and neither defense has looked absolutely amazing yet and suddenly Jacksonville look like a, a really solid outfit and I wonder if Jacksonville can smell blood and start chasing them down and I wonder if Jacksonville in week 10, 11, 12 are still in playoff contention, I don't know this is a really interesting division I don't know who the best teams are in this division at this point Yeah, absolutely and I, I completely agree with you um, I think um, you know both running backs I think Derrick Henry started to get there. Yeah. I think Derrick Henry started to get there. Um, he's de- definitely nowhere near as good as he was last year. I mean, you know, there was a reason he went five games out and still the leading rusher. Um, but yeah, it, it was. It's, we are still looking at a a mediocre Titans team until he can get going. And if you're basing your whole offense around one player, you kind of yeah, it's, it's a bit of a dangerous one. And I just wonder as well if. If if the, the Colts get going and the Titans are still labouring and maybe the Colts get up a two-game advantage and they sit top of the division, if the Titans will be tempted to do what Pittsburgh have done and then chuck Malik Willis in and say, do you know what, Ryan, we want a quarterback with a little bit more of an option now. Um, mm. Don't know. I don't quite know what direction either of these teams are going in. And 
they're they're both lucky that the the other doesn't look good. Um, they're both lucky that Houston are without a win, and they're both lucky that Jacksonville did not get a result against Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very a division with potential, but they all look average at the moment, and that's yeah. all benefiting yeah. each other, and it needs one team to push on. I don't know which one it's yeah. going to be. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, moving on to another set of mediocre teams in my head. Uh, we've got the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you were going to say Browns Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's the better football team of these two? The word. Um, morally, I think it's the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> Hard agree. <laughs> um, football wise, I don't know. I think it's actually the Browns, um, the Browns. even with Jacoby Brissett. Um, I just think Mario is like, I mean, I was surprised that the Falcons didn't try and trade for somebody or do something um, in the offseason. I I like Mariota. I I think he's had a good career, but I just he's not he's not enough for the modern for this this level of game anymore. I think, yeah, he needs to somebody needs something needs to be done at Falcons. It's the same Um, story. They've drafted Desmond Ritter. Really, really good for the Cincinnati Bearcats in college. Again, when do they give yeah. him the go? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I... because I mean, you're thinking about it. You got Carl Pitts, Drake London, and Cordero Patterson all being wasted at the moment. Um, even though the Falcons won this game, I think they're still being wasted um, under that kind of tutelage. Uh, well, not tutelage, but under center of Mar- Marcus Mariota. I say it just. I don't know whether they're going to have quite the impact years. You know, I mean, you say we've, we've talked about the likes of Chris Olave and stuff like that for receiving wise. With an average quarterback, he's still looking good. Drake london is just not being given that time and i think drake london could have been one of the best pickups in this Agreed. draft Agreed if he'd been given a good quarterback but he's just not being agree with everything you say um i think success for the falcons this year would be finishing above the saints the bucks are going to win the division that's not a question if the falcons can finish above the saints and finish second which they might may might do um, that would be a successful year. They could push on from there. Um, uh, it's, mm-hmm. Like you said, Mariota, I really liked Mariota in college, and then he never really shined in the NFL. And no. he's Unless he comes up with something magic and over the rest of the season, I think his days in the NFL will fade out then. Um, yeah. They've yeah, got Desmond absolutely. Ritter on the bench. Uh, I don't know when they go to him or when they give him a go. I think at the moment, with well, a two-and-two, Mariota hangs in there. Um, yeah. Especially as, you know, the, the Panthers don't look good and the Saints are at the same record. Um, the Browns, yeah, Jacoby Reset does not look like a guy who's going to hand over the quarterback slot in seven games time. He looks like a guy who's right. saying, this is my team, my offense. Um, yeah. I know he didn't yeah. find Amari Cooper much against the Falcons, but he's linked up well with him. The running backs are moving. They've got a good defense. The Browns are a good team. They're a better team than the Steelers. Um, yeah, in- mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. Very much so. Like, very so much we're, so. We're, we're waiting for the inevitable of Deshaun Watson to come back in, and yeah, uh, the, then the narrative around the Browns changes for me, unfortunately. I mean, I, I still, I don't wish anybody misfortune in this. I still want people to be able to to play their game and do well. I just, I, I can't stand behind anybody that allows this franchise to do what they're doing. Um, and, and go from there. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I can't help but dislike any Browns player at the moment. 
Um, even though <laughs> at the end of the day, there's only you know limited rosters to go to, and you've got to play to be able to stay relevant and go from there. So I get what people are doing career wise. I just I don't know. I if it were me on the team, I think I'd be protesting. Um, I, th- I think it's very it's going to become very very difficult for the guys who are premier players on that Burns roster, like Chubb and Garrett. Um, yeah. Suddenly their um, ability to play their own game is going to be severely tested. Um, yeah. And, and I wonder how the rest of the team looks at that point. Um, you take Miles Garrett out of that team, it's a very different team. Um, and if he's yeah. not playing yeah. at his best, I don't know. If, I fear for the Browns at that point. It's interesting to see which way it'll go. It's a story we'll learn more about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But there's no better no, no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's impossible to dispute. Um, talking about something that's, you know, developing that we, we need to keep an eye on, uh, we're going to go over to the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Cooper Rush <laughs> undefeated in four starts uh, as an NFL player. Um <laughs> What do you do if you're if you're the the Cowboys? Do you just like are you gonna take out a guy like this when when Dak Prescott comes out? This is this is a this is a hard question to ask. Would I take out a guy who's undefeated of four starts? Absolutely not. Um, yeah, Barush looked really good, um, and he's finding CD Lamb. CD Lamb's the, the best CD Lamb has ever looked with Cooper Rush throwing mm-hmm. the ball. Um, Noah Browns look good. So, Troy Pollard looks good. Seekless looks shit, but um, and the, the Cowboys defense looks good. The Cowboys look good. I didn't think they would look good. Suddenly, if that Prescott becomes healthy again, I've got a funny feeling Big Mike chucks him back in the team because. Jerry's pay- yeah. Jerry is paying Dak a lot of money. He's not paying enough mm-hmm. money to sit on the bench and watch. Um, no, but for no. me, uh, take the money ball approach. You've got a quarterback who's winning. Don't take him out. If you take him out and Dak loses, that's ridiculous. Um, you've got to run with it. Got to run with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because something is working. And I didn't think it would. What do you make of the story that apparently Dak's been pl- calling plays um, for the Cowboys? What do you make of that? No, not for me. I, I like Dak as an athlete, and I think he's got nice weapons. Um, yeah. Dak's, Dak's reading of, of a defense in game has been poor at best. Um, so I would struggle to see him calling plays when he can't read the game when he's on out there himself. Um, but yeah. the Cowboys also at the moment stink of classic Big Mike. Um, it's a lot of air raid and a lot of long balls and a lot of looking for wide receiver one. Um, yeah, I, I think Big Mike is playing Big Mike's football um, and, and Rush is yeah. doing it better than Prescott has, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, we all know what will happen. Eventually, the Cowboys will find a reason to put Dak Prescott back in. If it's not immediately, it'll be after a, one sack or one fumble or something and Dak will be in and we'll forget all about it. Um, yeah. Because the Cowboys... Of the Cowboys and they're paying Dak too much money, um, and that, and that matters in Dallas more than anywhere else. But Cooper Rush will yeah. go find himself a team because there are teams now with starters at the moment who do not look as good as Cooper Rush. Oh god, yeah. I mean, we've talked about quite a few of them yeah, so far already. Um, so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But that's it. That's it. Um, moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia remaining the one of the only unbeaten teams in the NFL, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars twenty nine to twenty one. What do you make of this? Is this just an average to bad Jags team coming up against 
a better Eagles team, or is this the real deal? Are the Eagles the real deal this season? Yeah, the Jags rode into this game on on the back of two big wins, and then went fourteen up against Philadelphia, and the old Philadelphia would have crumbled, and Jalen Hurts grabbed that team and dragged them back into the game, and they won it. Um, yeah. I, I think. The Jags, first of all, I think the Jags are as competitive as we thought they might be early season. I don't think they're a great mm-hmm. football team. I think they've got a couple of good wins. We said six or seven wins start of the season. I think they're going to get six or seven wins and maybe a couple more. Um, if they can get to eight or nine, and like I said, if they're still in contention with the the Colts and Titans late November, then they've had an incredible year. Um, I think they'll fall short, but I think they're coming in future years um, because yeah. Doug Peterson has unleashed Trevor Lawrence and he looks the best he's looked. Um, oh, Philadelphia, I don't know if they're real yet. They look really good. Top five offense, top five defense. The only team in the NFL like that. Jalen Hurts looks good um, with his arm and his legs. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they're, but I think they need more tests. They're 4-0. If they get to 6-0, they get to 8-0. If they beat the Packers, then let's get excited. At the moment, I'm not sure. They're going to the playoffs. Um, are they the best team in the NFC? At the moment, for me, probably no. Mm-hmm. But they are, they are very good. They are very good. I don't know who the best team yeah. in the NFC is right now. I really don't. Might be Philadelphia, but I, I'm not. Yeah, yet. at the moment, if you're asking me right now, I've got to say Philadelphia. I mean, you're right. They are untested against certain teams, but I think, I mean, we've we've already talked about the the, the best offense in in the NFC. But yeah, I think this one has say has got the the weapons where it needs them, not where like the the you know the the Lions you would say you'd want them. Um, yeah, they're they're playing Philadelphia football. They they've got yeah. a, a mobile quarterback. Which if you look back to Cunningham and Vic, that's something they've all, always had. Um, they're running the ball hard. They've got a lot of running backs: Sanders and Gainwell and Scott. And the defense, Fletcher Cox defense, looks good. And uh, it's Philadelphia football. I just don't know. The wheels might come off. The wheels might stay on, and they might roll all the way. I don't know. Um, but they do look very good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sirianni might be an early contender for Coach of the Year. Maybe. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, Moving on to our next game, we've got the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore losing 20-23. to Um, Coach lost in that game. I watched that game on Red Zone and I could not believe they didn't kick the field goal. It was just madness to me. Um... I, I I get the, I get the logistics and the stats and stuff. I get that, but you're playing Buffalo, and they're one of the best teams in football. You you want to make a statement against them. You put the points yeah. on the board. Um, you you don't come away with the risk of coming away with nothing, and that's what they did. And they marched into a twenty twenty to three lead or something, and then blew it. Um, yeah, yeah, not good enough on defense, Baltimore, as we already knew. Lamar Jackson playing at MVP level, as we already knew. Buffalo didn't play great, found a way to win, which is what they've sort of been doing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but but Baltimore blew it. Baltimore should have won the game, yeah. but they didn't. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I say, it's one of those where, like, I mean, I thought, I say, going into this, Buffalo were going to be the team to beat. Um, I know you weren't too hot on them I'm at not, the start of the season. No, I'm not sure. But yeah. I'm not sure. It's not just Buffalo. I'm not sure in anybody right now. I don't know who's good. Oh, no. I don't no. know who are no. good teams yet. Um, 
and, I, and it confuses and shocks me at the same time. Uh, we've watched a month of this season, and I don't know who's good. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, it is a, such an up and down league this year. Um, Devin Duvernay and J.K. Dobbins, uh, kind of those like I don't know hybrid players at the moment. Are they what the Ravens need to progress? Because um, obviously we've seen Lamar Jackson do Lamar Jackson type things. He's he's got a great connection with Mark Andrews, but we've never really seen a receiver flourish we with Lamar Jackson under center. We haven't um, gave up on on Hollywood Brown for whatever reason. That's it. Um, yeah, and they've gone with Rashad Bateman now, and he's had some nice connections, and maybe that will be a connection. Um, but yeah. Jackson's looking for Andrews all the time, and I get that. Um, yeah, a quarterbacks who are not elite with their arm go to the go to the tight end because it's a shorter pass normally and it's more physical. And Mark Andrews is very very yeah. good at what he does. But yes, yeah. if you have two running backs of that level who can both catch a ball and stuff, and you can run the play action and you can bluff the runs, then you open up the space for Lamar to do his own runs. And suddenly you've got like a three headed mm-hmm. snake in the backfield. Um, that's how Baltimore are going to win football games. Um, I, I think I think Baltimore. Might be the best. Most people say Buffalo, but I think Baltimore might be the best team in the AFC for me. But the defense needs to work itself out fast because at the moment it's going to cost them games. It cost them against Miami and it cost them against Buffalo. And they're two and two. I know they're somehow still top of their division, but Cincinnati are coming and Cleveland are coming. Yeah. Um, and they need to start again. They need to put wins on the board before Joe Burrow's team really figures it out. Um, yeah, it's another division where. Baltimore are the best team, but they need to get on with it. Like Indianapolis, they need to get on with it now. Um, yeah. Sort your defense yeah. out, start winning football games because it's too soft at the back. They threw yeah. a game away and yeah. they can't do that. Especially, you Absolutely. can't throw a game away at all in the NFL, but especially to a team who you might very well meet in the playoffs in Buffalo or one of those. It was so, yeah. such an own goal. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely agree. Um, and to say, but I, I think. I mean, it's, it's too early to tell with the AFC North who's actually going to be able to get out of that. Um, but I think of both of these, it could be. But I don't think so with the AFC West. I think if the AFC West sort themselves out, the AFC North are only going to get one team out of that division. Um, quite right. The AFC West. Yeah. The danger with the AFC West, though, is that I think that they're all good, all four of them. And so yeah. because there isn't a, a poor team... They all start taking wins off of each other. Um, yeah. In the north, I yeah. think Pittsburgh are bad. Um, so the other three may all have a couple of wins, semi guaranteed. Mm. I don't know, mate. I don't know what way it's going yeah. to go. No. But at the moment, I see Absolutely. one team coming out of the south because they all look really average. I see, I see Buffalo. I see Indianapolis or Tennessee. That's two. And then five teams out of the other two divisions, whatever, whatever five that is Chiefs, yeah. Chargers, Ravens. Bengals plus one. I don't know who the one is. If it's the Browns, if it's the Raiders, if it's the Broncos, I haven't got a clue. No, if it's Miami, no, if it's absolutely. Tennessee, there really are like, you know, 11 good teams in the AFC and they could all make the playoffs. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to two struggling franchises. Um, we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers. Arizona took this 26 to 16. Um, what's the problem in Carolina? Like, 
Car- Caroline have made some bloody poor decisions over three seasons, I think. They've now got, what, three quarterbacks on their roster? Yeah. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Matt Corral. Uh, I don't know if, if bloody Cam Newton's still on their payroll on or what's payroll, going on. Yeah. He's not on the roster, but they're paying him. Um, no, th- this, yeah, is what, this is one where, like, I've often defended Matt Ryan, and you've told me he's shit, and I've had to back down this year because he is playing shit. Um, this is the, the other way round, where you're a big defender of Baker, and Baker's not doing yep. it; he's not getting it done. No, nope. um, yeah, they've got they've got three quarterbacks on their roster. We've seen two of them, and they're both below average. I think Darnold is better than Baker, but not massively. You could put Darnold in; I think they might play a bit better, but not significant enough. And Matt Corral is no hurt, so they've they've got nowhere to go. They need to sort of hang on, and again. You now have to look to CMC to carry the team, and it's dangerous because he's only going to last. And so he's long. like glass. He yeah, he's made, of, he's made of custard. So I don't yeah. know. On defense, Carolina looked really good. Um, yeah. They are keeping teams to a low score, um, but it was sort of a bluff because they kept um, kept the Saints low, and they kept I can't remember who the other teams are, but they played poor teams. Um, mm-hmm. I think Atlanta will one maybe, but then suddenly you bring Kyler Murray into the house and he's a step up in quarterback, um, and he yeah. got a couple passes into the end zone. Um, yeah, Carolina. I don't know where they're going. Um, I thought they'd be better this no. year. Um, yeah, Same. I, I wasn't big on Baker, but I thought he'd do better than he is. Um, it's 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 a mess. Um, I think they need to clear decks. I think they need to probably let Baker and Darnold go. Neither is a yeah. neither is a Hoyer experienced type backup. Both of those guys are guys who think they're going to get the job and they should go with Corral, treat him like Mac Jones, go get an experienced vet to sit behind him. Um, I don't know who that'll be. They'll probably find one in the off season and, and just um, and pray they get Christian McCaffrey through the season without dying. Um, and yeah. How long do you think before they change head coach Matt Rule? Oh, um, because the first to go. Weeks? I oh, think he'd be the first at the door. Because his problems in Carolina, like they're badly coached and there's stories coming out about discontent in training. Um yeah. and Carolina, you know, eight years ago they were in a Super Bowl. Um and now they look one of the worst teams in football and they're not patient in Carolina, they're gonna want change. Um because like you said, they've gone through Darnold and Baker and Cam and Teddy. Um yeah. Cam again. And then they've drafted a rookie who we're not seeing. I know he's hurt, but he weren't, we weren't going to see him anyway. I don't know. I, yeah. think, I think everything needs to go in Carolina. They need to start again. Keep McCaffrey. Keep Corral. The defense, because it looks good. Just Jeremy Chin looks really good. Um, I just it's a, it's a team in a mess. Cardinals again. There's one person you haven't met mentioned that I think should stay, and I think that's DJ Moore. Agreed. But again, yeah, um, he's just not... He's he's been so unlucky with the guy under centre that I just don't think he's been allowed to flourish as much as he can. He can't shine. He can't shine with unless unless no. starts chucking in the rock. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, let's move on. Talk about the Cardinals because I think they they're underperforming. They're definitely underperforming yeah. for who they've got. Um, in Kyler Murray, a lot of people don't like him. I do like him. I think he's got like he like he's Kyler. got something. He's just got something for me. He's he's a he's a he's a Lamar Jackson type, but I think Kyler's a better thrower of the ball than Lamar. Um, and I think there's there's just that that 
team, I would say, offensively is more complete than the Ravens team. Um, obviously, Marquise Brown has gone over to this town, uh, Hollywood Brown, but you've also got Zach Ertz. Um, James Conner can be a, that a, a good outlet for them. Um, and their running game, I think, is just not more complete, but I think it can be more, more complete versatile. than the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I found Hollywood Brown an odd signing. Um, they had... Um, Kirk, obviously they let go, and Andy Isabella and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I didn't quite understand why they went and got him, but they've gone and got him anyway. Um, I like Zach Ertz; he's a big target for um a, a smaller, um maybe not an elite armed quarterback. Although Kyler has shown flashes with his arms, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah. Kyler's a bit magic though, and he when he you can back him into a hole and think you've got him, and then suddenly he will just run past you and score. Yeah. Um, the touchdown against the Raiders was magic. Um, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not great on defense. Uh, they need the offense to really churn, and they're probably going to have to be one of these teams that are going to need to score thirty points a game to beat you. Um, they need DeAndre Hopkins back, and he's coming. I think he's a couple of weeks away. Um, yeah, but the, they've had DeAndre Hopkins a little while now, and it hasn't looked like the DeAndre Hopkins that was in Houston. He's looked a little lost. Um, I don't know if it's going to make a massive difference on his day. Me, he he's probably the best receiver in the league. Um, ahead of Adams, ahead of Cup, and all that, but we mm-hmm. haven't seen that day in a long, long time. No, no. Um, no. Duke Hopkins is a special, special player, and they need to find a way to make him look like that again. Um, I picked him up in fantasy drafts this year in like the sixth round, and I know he has a ban, but he's so much of a better player than that. The the momentum on him is just gone. Um, yeah, yeah. They need talking back. of momentum. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. But talking about momentum gone, um, we're going to talk about the Raiders. Uh, Denver Broncos at the Raiders. Raiders win 32 23. Um, is this a get right game for the Raiders? Yes. Or is this them, let's say, because they've just looked flat for me? Um, they, they've had flashes on offense, but nothing too serious. Um, Devonte Adams has gone over there and had probably one of his best games. Hit miss, but uh, in this one the weekend, yeah. J- and yeah. Jacobs looked much better as well. They looked a bit more balanced on offense. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. I agree. It, I don't know how statement it is to beat Denver because they they're not putting up more than seventeen points at the moment. Although I think they got twenty three this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, they're playing Denver at the right time because they've not figured it out yet. But maybe yeah, the Raiders are a good team. Um, unlucky to start. I think I think they can on from here and there uh, i'm waiting i'm waiting for them to get good because they've got all the pieces they've got a good o-line they've got a good quarterback they've got good receivers good enough to serviceable anyway lots of tight ends yeah. two running backs i really like they've got a really good defense and yet for some reason and they've got hackett and i like hackett a lot it's just not working I, they will figure it mm. out i just i don't know like everybody else, they need to figure it out quickly because they're in a division with other good teams. So yeah, yeah, questions on both sides. Yeah, still for me, I'm still not sure. Oh god, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I say both of these could be playoff teams. Um, it's just whether they can actually make that yeah. step up. And I say I think they're they're for the division they're in, they're quickly running out of time. Um, to to make those steps up. I mean, this is this is a divisional game. Um, it, none, neither of these teams are beat, in my opinion, beating the Chargers or the or the Chiefs. Oh, I, agree. Um, I agree. 
obviously we've I think we've already seen the Raiders lose to the Chargers. Um but it's yeah, you've got another you know, you got you gotta face these teams twice and you can't afford to drop those games. Well they just both of these teams need a statement win. They need to show us what yeah, football team yeah. they are, because I, I don't know. Yeah. I've said it, I don't know about yeah. a lot of teams tonight, but I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and moving on to two teams that I don't know about. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the Monday night football game, uh, Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, <laughs> I mean, I said at the start of the season, I don't think the Los Angeles Rams are the team yeah i don't think you know i think the super bowl hangover is is real Listen and i think you, you were right you were right you nailed it yeah yeah. yeah i say it's it's i mean it it, it looks almost effortless for the 49ers to just beat this team um where did they go right um Niners have got the Rams number in recent years. Um, the Niners record over the Rams. I think they've won the last seven bar the NFC Championship game, which they should have won. Um, yeah. The Niners yeah. have got the Rams exactly where they want, and they they played it perfectly because the Rams haven't got the running game going. Akers or no. Henderson or whatever that it's not working. Um, Allen Robinson at wide receiver two has been the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year. So the, the, the Rams are looking at cup all the time and they somehow still found him for 14, 14 times. Um, but yeah. the Niners took everything else away and the Niners yeah. have injuries of their own. They're still really good on defense. I, I, yeah. I, I at the moment, it sounds a bit controversial because they're not putting points up, but I, I think the Niners might be the best team in the NFC um, because Ooh. they just, they're capable of shutting people down and Shanahan is a master. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, we said before, it, I, it's a shame to say that um, they're better without Trey Lance, but they are pretty yeah. not long term, yeah. but they are right now um, because Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy's yeah. got his gang back. He's got, Wilson behind him on the the flat passes. He's got Debo. He knows exactly how to use Debo. He's finding Ayuk mm-hmm. when he needs him, when he's in a hole, and he's starting to find Kittle again. And it's Jimmy's gang. Um, yeah, yeah. This the Niners are dangerous, and they're going to get better. I I, I got yeah. a feeling they might. They I don't want to say it. Can I say it? Should I say it? I don't know if I should say it. Don't say it. I'll say don't it. say it. Don't say it. They'll be playing football in January. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the biggest mistake that the 49ers made this year was keeping Garoppolo in. Um, not not so even. Sorry, not not the biggest mistake. The biggest success they done was keeping Garoppolo in because at any point, even even it's it's a disparaging one because in the day keeping Garoppolo in demoralizes Trey Lance. Even if he hadn't been injured, I reckon Gar- Garoppolo would have taken over you. at some point. I do. I do. I don't think Trey Lance was going to make that step up. Um, and I think, you know, they they kept Garoppolo around simply because I think they were going to bring him in at any point. Uh, you know, if, not, not at any point if he faltered, but I think they brought him in for the eventuality that he, he was going to falter. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's a big step up for a guy. He needed another year for me. Um, so I think, you know, keeping Garoppolo was the, the smart choice. But if you're a Trey Lance fan, it's probably the worst thing they've done for you. Because I, I think it affected 
Trey Lance. I think if if Garoppolo had gone somewhere, Trey Lance would have played better. And I say, you know, injury yeah. aside, yeah. it could have been the smartest or the dumbest thing to trade away Garoppolo. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I think. Ultimately, um, it, it worked. Just Trey got hurt and Jimmy's still there. If Trey got yeah. hurt and Jimmy wasn't there, suddenly the Niners season is over. Um, oh god yeah no absolutely so it's funny isn't it it's funny how football works out i remember you and i talking about where jimmy was going to go convinced they would trade him mm-hmm. um and somehow yeah. they didn't and somehow trey got hurt and then somehow jimmy is making the team look the best they've looked all year it's bizarre yeah. football is a funny game um yeah yeah and i say jimmy's jimmy's now fighting for that next year contract exactly here's a question uh we've got way over mm-hmm. time i'm sorry if oh god if, yeah no absolutely. jimmy if jimmy a wins, B leads his team to, or C makes the NFC Championship game. Super Bowl, Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl runner-up, Championship game. What happens to Jimmy next year? Does Trey Lance come straight back in his starter? What does Jimmy Garoppolo have to do to be the 49ers quarterback? Because he's already been to a Super well, Bowl, he's already been to another NFC Championship game, and yeah. somehow he's still QB2. I, I, I don't get it. Know what you're saying when, about Trey. I see do. now Jimmy's it's done enough for me. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I, I mean, if I was the 49ers, I would never have tried to Trey push Jimmy out of, out of. No, exactly. But now I don't think it's in the 49ers' hands. I think if Jimmy G wants to stay at the 49ers, he stays at the 49ers. I say if he if he goes to the championship game, regardless of the outcome of that, I think it's up to jimmy g to decide whether he wants to be a 49er anymore um that that's my honest take on it like if he goes to that game if even if trey lance comes back healthy i think if jimmy g wants to stay jimmy g stays okay um but i think after all the bad blood that's happened this off season i don't think jimmy g wants to stay um i think he's now proven his point as to why they fucked up and then he's going to walk out the door interesting no. Can't wait to see how it plays out. Oh, same, same, absolutely same. He's another one. He he is he is in the top thirty-two best QBs in the league, and if he's not the Niner starter, he should be somebody's starter. But I think he's top fifteen, maybe even top ten. Wow, I I I think yeah. Jimmy is criminally underrated, and I would put him in around. Oh, again, absolutely, top fifteen mark. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, he's he's been the bane of our existence for way too long. Yeah, and he's incredibly beautiful. So, you know, he's a lot go- one of a the lot most attractive men. A lot going for Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Life. I mean, if if he just if he quits football, he's a model next year, like no doubt. Absolutely. Like he's he's in Milan somewhere. Just, like, just want to touch his face. That's all. We're just mm. let me stroke you, Jimmy. Anyway, I I, I want to be stabbed by his chin. Because I reckon that's a chin that could stab. I'd smell him with pre <laughs> with game and post game. I reckon it probably. Do you think he smells better post game? Reckon he smells the same. So I, oh. I don't think he smells any different. I think he smells fabulous. Okay. Okay. And some Jimmy G from the <laughs> of the show. Of Jimmy G. Okay, brilliant. We have gone way over time, as you said. Um, so let's wrap it up before we go too deep into our psyches and get psychoanalyzed. Oh. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Brick Cave Blitz. Uh, I have been your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg. 
on Twitter and Instagram. He has been Fenners. And Fenners. Um, please, 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 please. If you're a Packers fan or even if you're not, go and check out the Unpacked podcast. Like you said, it's Unpacked GB on Twitter and um, we're on Spotify and all of your usual podcast uh, um, destinations. So please go and check us out. Yeah, absolutely. And you may hear the unusual Greg appear on there as he comes on all the time now. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to get rid of me now. Right. Like it's it's now it's now baked into my Thursday to be ready and waiting for yeah. the, for the call. We're gonna, we're gonna talk uh, about things London tomorrow night as well. So definitely go ooh, check out that. We're chatting London, London. Um, we're gonna London, chat London, we? isn't we, boy? <laughs> um, and if you haven't heard enough of us. Obviously, we've got the preview episode, if you haven't already listened to it, where we talk about all things week five and what's to come. Um, we, <laughs> I have in the plans some stuff for Patreon content. We are launching that soon. I know I've already Ooh. talked about it. I know I've already teased it. It's going to be coming hopefully next week. Next week is my deadline to put something out there for Patreon content um so yes we will be launching that so keep an eye on our twitter keep an eye on our instagram for more information about our patreon um Jeez. again there's it's nothing it's going to be nothing essential we're still going to be doing exactly what we're doing here putting out the preview and review as soon as we've recorded them as soon as we've edited them on a very regular basis this is just going to be extra content where you can hear more of mine more of smith's and more guests because we are we've created this this schedule now and it's very difficult to get guests on on a regular basis um to, to kind of just get this thing going so we're trying to incorporate more guest content onto our patreon content um so yeah if you want to hear more fenners more murph we're trying to get it peter back we're going to try and talk to steve diddy from the uk and irish packers podcast we're going to be trying to get jake ellenbogen back um for his absolutely insane commentary from the rams perspective and talking about the refs um <laughs> and we're going to try and talk about more local stuff more local stuff with you know brit ball and all that kind of stuff so that is my aim for patreon content exactly. so i've probably just given it all the spiel and i still don't launch it next week anyway because that is a me project um so, just so, on that note yeah. everything everything peter jones says is worth listening to and it's the absolutely. an essential listen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely anyway enough of that spiel thank you again to my guest Fenners for, for jumping me. on very last minute and staying with me so long um a pleasure so yeah absolutely pleasure to have you in my life and i will see you saturday i will see you in less than t minus we're talking like about 60 hours from now i will see you something about Fletch. that yeah yeah amazing I can't wait. I'm so hyped. Fantastic. How will I get through two days? Uh, I'm going to... Oh, mate, honestly, I can't... I, I don't know how. I don't know how. Uh, I'm going to give you my line, and I'm going to take Smith line. So if you would like to lead us out with the Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Uh, Break out bits. <laughs> <laughs>